Welcome to a very special edition of your favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, here with a special co-host who's actually starting his podcast very soon. You all know him, you love him, you see him on my comedy shows all the time, Chris Heron. And today, we are joined by the one and only Jonathan Molo. How you doing today, sir? Good, good. Thank you for having me, Nick. Uh, Chris, it's an honor. It was a surprise to see you. Uh, on here, so but it was a happy surprise, you know. Uh, Chris mm -hmm. is a brother from another mother, and Nick, uh, again, honored to be on uh, Buddy Cast. Finally, uh, you've had some amazing guests in the past, and then now I finally get my chance. Uh, yes. Exactly, you're among the greats. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you very much. You're sitting on the same screen that Sinbad once sat on, so <laughs> yes, and it's funny, I am old enough to know who Sinbad is. Uh-huh. Which is, exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Let's begin with a general question. How did sure. you get into magic? Well, my story is very similar to most magicians. Uh, I, I discovered magic when I was 10 years old. Uh, I saw David Copperfield, the legend, on TV, Vanished Statue of Liberty, in, live in New York City, and that just did it for me. It was... It was something that even when I was that young, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. And that, that image just stuck in my head. And, uh, you know, throughout the years, it, it was it's mostly a hobby, a hobby of mine. And throughout the years, you know, I stopped doing my hobby, discovered girls. And then David Blaine in 2000, or actually late 90s, he came out with the Street Magic special and uh, that was it. I wanted to do exactly what he was doing. And yeah, now I'm very, very thankful to be where I'm at, doing what I'm passionate about, sharing loves, sharing, uh, you know, just positivity, uh, especially during this time right now, which is, it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Chris helped me come up with this question. I'm ready. Uh, I want to ask about the purple outfit you got going on there. The purple outfit. Well, mm. so uh, I got my start in magic as a uh, card magician, close-up magician. I absolutely love cards, close-up stuff. But uh, when I was being mentored by a very uh, good close-up card magician, Aaron Fisher, he, he said uh, that, you know, I have to really expand uh, my, my repertoire. So... Uh, what I ended up doing there, I live in Victorville. If you don't know where that's at, that's great because it's it's not, it's not that great over here. But it's in the middle of the Mojave Desert. It's hot, and there's just a lot of cranky people. Anyways, uh, so I, you know, the, these type of shows that I love to do, like close-up magic, doesn't really sell here. So I was like, you know what? I need to find a, a way to, uh, you know sell some sort of show so I can do what I'm passionate about. So I started doing kids shows and this is where it came uh, into play. I actually went to, because I'm not very, uh, I'm not very stylish. So what I did is I went to Google and I was like, all right, what matches with my skin color, dark Brown and it purple showed up. Uh, it was funny. I received this in the mail uh, because you know, I was cheap. I, I uh, my tailor is very exclusive, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's uh, Amazon. Amazon <laughs> is my tailor. And so I, I, uh, I got the box. It was all in one suit. It came with the jacket, the tie, and the pants. I put it on. I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, damn, I bought a woman's <laughs> suit. This is, this is horrible. So, but it grew on me, uh, you know, it, it grew on me. And honestly, I, I when I decided to transfer from, or kind of, you know, from kids magic to corporate magic, uh, it, it just, it stuck. Because I actually wore this at the Magic Castle. Uh, and people seemed to like it. People seemed to notice it and remember me by the purple suit. And I'm like, I might as well just keep it, I guess. It's, it's. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's my thing now, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. It, 
It definitely suits you, Jonathan. I mean, I, I love purple suit, and and it and it really it it kind of you know, Nick. I I think it matches his personality. You know, it, it absolutely. Purple is, is a nice bright color. You know, your personality. You you, you know, I, I have a question, Nick. If you don't yeah, mind. absolutely. You know, uh, Jonathan. You know, what would you say is like was the turning point for you from going from a children's magician to a corporate magician? Why why the transition there? I, I, I love I, I continue doing kid shows. I, I, I love kid shows. It's a different type of performance art. Uh, they are the most honest audience that you'll ever have in your life. You know, uh, adults tend to lie to you. I've been to shows and you just <laughs> You craft the whole thing, and people are like, "You did awesome!" And uh, but when you do kid shows, they'll tell you you suck, you are horrible, and it's in your pocket. And they're the most <laughs> honest audience. Uh, I, I I I love it, but that wasn't what I I was really passionate about. I am passionate about just uh, sharing magic in general, you know, especially if it it's behind a certain cause and. I'll do that all day long, but when it comes down to it, I love, I love a deck of cards in my hand and just doing magic with that. And I wanted, if I wanted, if I'm going to uh, share my magic, uh, for the most part, I want to do it on my own terms. But uh, yeah. I, I've incorporated kids' magic into, you know, what I do now, especially if it, if it, there's a cause behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier you mentioned Magic Castle. I know you both are involved in that. How did you get started with Magic Castle and all that? Oh, myself. Uh, you know, it's always been a dream because that's like the mecca of magic. It's just where the best of the best, uh, you know, perform and hang out. Like the legends of magic, uh, you know, perform there in that, that, that actual, you know, uh, holy ground of magic. Have you, have you been, Nick? I have not, but I plan to one day. Maybe when everything opens we up and all that. Make that happen. Uh, drinks are on me, or dinner is on good. me, or something. But, but you know, honestly, it's something that I always wanted to do, and I just took a stab in the dark. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try. I might not get in, but I'll keep on trying. And uh, uh, I got a, got in my first audition, and uh, yeah, it's it's very prestigious. It's a, it's an honor uh, to be a part of you know this organization so uh, yeah i get chill still and um <laughs> i was supposed to make my debut yes uh, april in the close-up gallery which is a very prestigious uh uh room in the magic castle and i was so excited i had my week my first week there and um COVID happened so yeah. you yeah. know but Things happen for a reason. I'll get my chance again. I'm not too worried about it. There was other, I got to meet people like you guys. I've got mm. to meet uh, so many wonderful people during this very, uh, you know, unique time. Well, so I'm very I, thankful. I think, Jonathan, I mean, yeah, I mean, but since then, you, I mean, just to give a little background on your accomplishments, you have 200K. Uh, TikTok followers. You represent different ch charitable organizations. You performed all over, um, all over the theaters and circuits. I mean, what 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 would you say is a memorable, your most memorable experience thus far in your magical journey? You know, honestly, there there's many. There there's many. I'll, I'll you know. About five years ago, I was introduced to the autism community uh, through the Autism Eats. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to do some magic for, uh, well, well, first of all, Autism Eats is an organization that uh, offers uh, parents with uh, children or even adults that have autism or any type of disability to eat at a restaurant. They actually close down the restaurant for the families and uh, they offer uh, food and entertainment. And, uh, you know, they need a place where their, their kids could uh, just be them, the, you know, without being judged. So uh, I, I did, I, I'm still affiliated with Autism Meets, but uh, 
it, it grew into something even bigger. Uh, so now I'm working with different organizations in just uh, the aut autism community and the you know disabled community, and uh, I, it's it's awesome going to these events because I, I get to see people that I've known for years now, and their their family, their friends, and uh, it's it's just honestly this is what magic is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about sharing with everybody and uh it's it's not about you it's about your audience regardless on you know what type of audience you're performing for yeah mm -hmm. that's honest you know on that note jonathan if you don't mind nick you know i i have to ask you know jonathan like when you perform do you have like a philosophy that you stand by when you're performing in front of an audience like what is your goal with that audience, you know, you know, you know, it's changed throughout the years. But a uh, uh, quick story: I used to DJ. I used to. It's a Filipino thing. Uh, <laughs> I used to DJ on the ones and twos. My DJ name was Spinaholic. How? How? Oh how, wow! How oh, yeah, and you want to hear even something even worse? <laughs> it's it's actually tattooed on the back of my neck. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But anyway. <laughs> Nice. Bad decisions, bad decisions. Nice. So anyways, I was invited to a club for the very first time. I've never performed out in public, but one of the DJs that uh, who, who uh, plays there every night, he was like, come on down. Let's 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 uh, bring some records. At the time, there was records. It was just vinyl records. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm so excited. So I brought my credit records. All, I brought all the music that I absolutely love to play. And... Uh, he, he had the dance floor full. I got there midway through the night. He had the dance floor full and he was, are you ready? And I was hyped. I was like, yeah, let's go. So uh, <laughs> I had a transition from his song to my song. I put on this song that I absolutely love and uh, I played it and I killed the dance floor. Everybody sat down. I'm like, what? All right. Um, I got him with this one. I took out another record, play the next record. People continue to sit down and I'm like, what? What is this? I absolutely love this music. This is my music that I played in my bedroom that people should love. So uh, at the end of the night, I said, uh, I asked the DJ, I'm like, what happened? Like, this, this, this is, these are bangers. These are the hits, you know, mm -hmm. these are the ones that I love. And he said, yeah, uh, this is what you love. You didn't play what uh, the audience uh, loves or likes. And yeah. uh, that stuck with me through magic just because there's a lot of magicians that really get caught up in uh methods or just uh in their mind it looks really slick but and they'll keep on shoving it down their uh the audience's throat even though it's just it's kind of bland so mm -hmm. what i learned is i gauge what i do for the audience so if i if i do a, a card trick and they absolutely love it i'm gonna do it over and over again I, that's that's something that's going to stay in my set. I I hate sponge balls, Nick. I don't know if you know much about balls, but sponge balls, <laughs> I I I try to avoid it. I try to avoid it like the plague. But honestly, it's it's something that I do all the time because my audience loves it. It's not about you. It's <laughs> not about what you like. It's not about what tickles your fancy. It's about your audience. And I I think once you grasp that concept and treat it like a gift. I, I think honestly, uh, your magic will be much better. That that's just my two cents. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that's worth. Two cents. It, wonderful that, point. You mentioned like their type of their favorite type of magic. I have to ask, what's your favorite type of magic? Mm -hmm. I, I you know it, that's changed throughout the two years too. I, I I love close up magic, but uh, let me tell you something about Chris. I saw Chris. <laughs> at the magic castle he he shared a small piece of his set uh for me in uh the hat and hair it's a, it's a lounge that. downstairs it was just me and him it was cool i i but i didn't grasp what he was doing i was like oh this is pretty cool you know i've i've never seen this style before but we we had a chance to perform in portland together portland oregon at the night of curiosities and i i actually stood in the the uh audience and i watched the show and it magic is supposed to spark your imagination it's supposed to make you feel something and honestly till that time 
except for when David Copperfield uh, fl uh, flew on stage. I don't know if anybody remembers that. He, <laughs> he had a special where he flew on stage. He went into a box. It made you feel something. It made you feel like a kid again. Uh, that's what Chris, uh, Chris show did for me. It, I had the chills. He was doing things that are super like, like just method wise is just very basic, but it was magic. He turned mm -hmm. those tricks that, you know, other people do. And you're just like, Oh, I know how that that's done. He turned it into magic. My point is, is that, um, it's, it's changed throughout the years. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chris's and, uh, Chris actually uh, made me look at what I was doing, and uh, you know he inspired me to change a lot of things. Change a lot of things. Well, th thank you, Jonathan. I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, you always that's humble honest, me, but I—I'm I, I, a big fan of yours. You do a completely different style of magic, and I, I would say it, it. Nick, I think it's called um, Jonathan. What would you say? It's close-up magic. And you also do parlor as well and stage. So you're one of the more versatile magicians out there. But Thank you. you know, how would you describe you know the style of magic that you you perform? Uh, it's loud. It's called loud. <laughs> I, it's loud. I, I you know I I, I think uh, something that I've learned through all of this, especially from you, Chris, is not about the tricks. The tricks are not the magic. The the things that I the props that I put out are is not the magic. It's it's you that has to make it into the magic. You have to be the magic for the props to come alive. And if you haven't watched Chris's show, you Stop. need to watch it. Because no, I'm not, I'm not even joking. It's it's a it, you know it, it it's it's the truth. It's because it's. It's not about the mad. It's not about the stuff. Magicians, if you're watching this right now, <laughs> or anybody that's coming into magic, Jonathan. I'm telling you, you, you you're looking through uh, all these uh, trailers on videos of magic tricks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Holy, it's not about the magic yeah. tricks. It's about you on how you actually perform it and how you, sh how you. It's really hard to explain. It really is, but. There has to be some. There has to be a reason why, and like my my reason why is love and just positivity that I want to exude through these little tools that we have, the magic tricks. And if you have a reason why you're doing anything, even with comedy, Nick, you know you you have a reason why. It's something that you're passionate about, and you can see that. You can also see if you're not passionate about it. You see people mm -hmm. that are doing a performance or even doing comedy that 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 you could tell that they just they're missing something. They're missing something. But once you find that certain thing, your why you're doing this, it clicks and you could see it. You could mm -hmm. see it within the performer. It's the truth. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, it's loud. It's super no. loud. Uh, blew out everybody's yeah, fingers. Nail on the head because. There are, yeah. you know, there are open mics where you go to, and you can tell this guy's here just because his buddy brought him, or because, like, you know, they come to this all the time and all of that stuff. And then you can see there's this new, young, energetic guy who wants to prove himself, even if it's in front of five people. He wants to be the one to say, "Hey, here I am," you know. Absolutely, yeah. share Nick, yourself. I mean, you mm -hmm. can tell that Jonathan. I mean, his heart is into this. I mean, he. I mean. His heart's true, it's authentic, and it translates in his magic, as, as you can see, you know. And, and that's what I enjoy about Jonathan and, and your style of Thank magic, you, you know. You know, there, there's actually a story behind it, a quick story. Uh, a couple of years ago, I turned 41 last year, December 31st, I turned 41. And uh, uh, about a year before that, uh, I thought about the very morbid thought about death, about my death. Because I actually, I don't do magic full-time. I do magic full-time, but I also have another job. I work uh, for the U.S. military out at Fort Irwin, California. And I'm pointing this way because that's that's the, the way Fort Irwin is. <laughs> but um, my, my point was was uh, that I, I thought to myself, because I have three boys. I have three young boys. And if I die tomorrow, 
what kind of legacy would I leave my kids? Like, would they would they say, oh, my dad was he, he did magic. He, he you know, he did. He was cool. He was awesome. Would they have things to say about me? Would people? I, I could care less of what other people say about me. But what would my kids say about me if I was gone tomorrow? And that really bothered me for a long time. So my job that till the day I die is to leave a legacy that my kids could follow long after I'm gone. Something positive. Even if there's no blueprint, they could see like my dad helped these people, helped these people, and didn't ask for anything in return. He did it because he loves people. And I just want, I just want my kids to be good, good people, good men. Uh, at the end of the day, and I, I have to do my best to be a, just a good person, you know. And you know what, uh, people out there, <laughs> don't if you're gonna do something for somebody, don't don't expect anything back. I don't I don't know what that's all about. That is so <laughs> that oh my gosh, like yeah. hey, do you remember I helped you move last year? You think you can dot whatever, whatever? That is just the wrong mindset to have. Do right something for someone because it's the right thing to do. That's that's it. Because you're their buddy. Live your, yes, live your life that's, like that. Uh, that's what Nick's uh, podcast is about: is just to have a buddy and do things that are honest and positive. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's about as true I, as you it know. Can I, I met amazing people like you that that have you know you're doing it because for the right reasons and uh mm -hmm. i i will i will forever you know do anything for you guys just because i know where you're at because I, there are a couple of guys that i ran to into this covid where they're like well if i'm gonna do that for you what are you gonna do for me i'm like then <laughs> i don't i don't i'm not gonna mess with you then no mm -hmm. i'm not gonna we're not gonna i'm not gonna deal with you mm -hmm. right well john the, nick if you don't mind i think I think what you're talking about, Jonathan, I mean, it really strikes, it really reflects about, you know, your, your magic and, and how you, you put your feeling into the magic and, and you talk about legacy and, and things like that. Is there, I mean, it's, would, do you, would you like to demonstrate something for the audience at, at this yeah. point? I mean, it's, sure. it's, I'll, I'll, I'll be honored yeah. to. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, actually, I, I visited my parents a couple of weeks ago and I, I was looking through some of my old stuff and I actually found the very first trick that I performed uh, oh. and, and practiced. It, it, I, I'm so excited I, I, to, to share this with you. Uh, I'm getting old. My back hurts. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I it's. Uh, my dad and I built this when I was 10 years old. Oh, well, uh, to be honest, uh, I watched my dad build this. Yes. Uh, uh, this brings back a lot of memories. I remember the first time I performed this. Uh, like I said, I was 10 years old. There was about 10 people sitting on my parents' couch. They were eating plates of Filipino food. Pancit and lumpia. Yes, gentlemen, if you know what I'm talking about, Pump your fist. Yes, it sounds good right now because I, I forgot to eat lunch. Uh, so I decided to, I, I, I showed the audience uh, five cards. There was one, two, three, four, five cards. I tossed one of the cards into the box, snapped my fingers, and no, magically, I still had one, two, three, four, five playing cards. Everyone was so amazed, they all pumped their fists in the air and yelled out, Jonathan Molo! Jonathan Molo! Okay, we really need to work on this. Chris, <laughs> where you're at. You know, Sorry. This is not how I remembered it. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, Jonathan it's okay. Molo. I, I thought we were friends. My my mic was on mute. I'm sorry. Oh, excuses. That's right. No, you know what? You didn't know what to expect. That's the problem. You didn't know what to expect. That's why we're going to do this again. That's why we're going to do this again. I was six years old. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. There was about 20 people sitting on my parents' couch eating Filipino food. Yeah. Puts it in lumpia. Pump those fists if you know what I'm talking about, gentlemen. Yes. Yes. And I presented five playing cards. One, two, three, four, five playing cards. I tossed not only one playing card into the box, but two. 
snapped my fingers, and magically I still had one, two, three, four, five playing cards. Everyone was so amazed. Okay, we really need to practice this. Everyone <laughs> is so amazed. They all pumped their fist in the air and yelled out, Jonathan! That was that was decent. I think we have to work on the timing. I think that's what it was. Gentlemen, we'll practice after this. But mm -hmm. it was okay. We'll, we'll do that. We're going to do this till you like it. I think that's the problem. We'll do it till you like it. Uh, I was two years old. I was two years old. I remember like it was yesterday. There was 500 people sitting on my parents' couch. Absolutely craziness. People are actually uh, sitting on the Filipino food. Yeah, lumpia and punted all over and uh, eating the couch. It was crazy. I presented to the audience five playing cards. One, two, three, four, five playing cards. Tossed not only one playing card into the box, but two, three, four, five, <clears throat> six, seven, eight, nine cards. Snap my fingers and magically, I still had one, two, three, four, five. All their cards vanish. And everyone was so amazed. They all pumped their fists in the air and yelled out, Jonathan oh, Yes, thank you, gentlemen. Unsolicited support. Thank you so much. Bravo. Amazing. Bravo. It's always sharing. That was awesome. Thank you. Storyline behind it. So let me ask you on the performing aspect, you know, yes. you know, bringing up a touchy subject here with COVID and all that, do you find it like easy to do these virtual shows now that that's sort of like the option of today? Or are you someone who still misses like the whole crowd interaction and the crowd like live audience oh, type of deal? Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Trust me, I'm, I miss performing in front of people, but regardless mm -hmm. of the vehicle and regard, you know, like I said earlier, the reason why I share just magic in general is because of love, and love for people. And you, I want to spread that positivity, especially because a lot of people are going through some tough times. So mm -hmm. for, my, for my reason, whatever vehicle it is, if I can see somebody smile like you guys and hear the, the joy and happiness, why wouldn't you do that? Why, exactly. why would you do that? I hear a lot of people saying, you know, oh, it's not the same, but you can make it the same. You can, there's so many things you can do to make it. I did uh, a show for uh, a group of nurses uh, the other day and 95% uh, of my show is very interactive. I'm asking questions, this and that there, there's the interaction because that's one of the th uh, things that people really, uh, uh, that magicians miss. They miss their inter interaction. You can create that interaction with in your Zoom shows. You just have to really change up what you do, uh, what magic you do, and sometimes you don't even have to change anything if your show is very interactive. But yeah, uh, there's no excuse. Uh, it's just I'm not I'm not going to stop because of this uh, COVID thing, and people need magic even more. So. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing comedy, you're doing magic, you're doing music, share it because mm -hmm. you're, you're going to make somebody smile. You're going to make somebody happy, even if it's for that short amount of time. That, yeah. that, that, that's it, period. And you just hit on why Buddy Cast was created. Why <laughs> it was created. Because I believe it. People need these feel-good stories. People need these, hey, Absolutely. there's someone just that distraction, you know, kind of like when the movies were created during the Great Depression. See, that period you know, time. one thing, yeah, no, you're, you're right. And one thing that I, I did learn that I said uh, during, uh, because I, we, I ran a virtual show from the beginning of COVID uh, for mm -hmm. uh, a total of nine episodes. We featured magicians from around the, the world. Chris was part of that uh, a couple of times, but it's, it's not about making people forget. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're, we're trying to just make people smile, you know, mm -hmm. just, just for that short amount of time. We're, we're not, we can't make you forget. We're, we're, we're not that magical, but we can make you smile just for a short time. Mm -hmm. if, if I could jump in here. I mean, uh, Jonathan, you've accomplished so much. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people out there attribute 
the virtual show as being something that you created and really it started taking off. But I do have to ask, you know, where does your magical journey go from here? What 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 are some things that you would like to um, proceed forward to? Or, I mean, we talk about legacy, sure. things like that. So what what next? I mean, you've accomplished so much already. Where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, one of my uh, when I became professional and I, I got my first taste of doing magic the correct way, doing it for people. I always wanted to start my own non- nonprofit organization, uh, just sharing magic for, uh, you know, especially children with uh, disabilities or or terminal illness or in poverty because they don't get to see this very often. They just don't have the opportunity. People don't get to see magicians very often either in person. You know, I there there's. I, I did a show in a town called Adelanto over here. It was a very, very poor area. And uh, I, I, it was life-changing. It was, these children appreciated just, just little things here and there that I'm not saying other kids don't appreciate it, but they just had this, this feeling that they just appreciated just a little bit more. I used to hand out these, uh, these uh, big uh, bills with my face on it. On the back, they had magic tricks. Usually I go to an event and I pass them out and there I find them, on the, find them on the floor. People just, I'm like, oh, okay, there is a waste of money. But these kids were like, uh, can I have another? Oh, my brother would love these. And they just appreciated it just a tad, a tad more. But my point is, is that I, I would love to, uh, I think what I was brought on this earth for is uh, it's not even, to make money with magic. It's about just sharing it with everyone, everyone. But I would love to share it with just the, the people don't, that don't get to see it very often, you know, that don't have the opportunity to see uh, magic in their life, mm-hmm. which they, I, I believe they, they deserve it too. Everybody deserves it. That's absolutely and, great. And that actually brings me to a question that I've been testing recently here on this show, especially in, especially in today's world. How important do you think it is to be someone's buddy? It's very important, especially during these days. People out there, you know, how can I say this? Stop being so negative on social media (laughs) and in life. I'm getting tired of seeing your posts about (laughs) things that are not positive. Uh, it, It infuriates me. Instead of posting these stupid memes, Go out there, call your friend. How are you doing? Is there anything that I can do for you? Like, yeah. check on somebody. Use your time wisely. And, yes. and I, I, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Do you want your last thing that you're remembered by is some stupid meme? Really? <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Yes. Leave your impact in a positive way. No, regardless of what it is, stop. Stop with this negativity. I'm tired of it. Uh, just, just regardless on what your political beliefs are, religious beliefs are, we can find that common ground. Love is that common ground. Positivity is that common ground. And I, it, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it leads. It's a great point, Jonathan. I mean, it it is a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think we're all on social media, Nick, you, and 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 myself. And I think it 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 kind of brings up a point and a question. I know that we touched on it a couple times already, but as a person and as a magician, what kind of legacy would you like to 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 leave? You know, I mean, not to be a, a morbid question or anything, but. You know, I know that life is passionate about you, but go ahead, Nick. Let me build off of that, too. Um, One question that I'm thinking about, do you think, like you mentioned you have children, do you think any of your children will build off your legacy, too? I can only hope. You can give the, you could give, I could give them the tools that's necessary. Mm -hmm. I can show them. You know, one thing is like telling somebody something, but uh, showing them with action. Mm -hmm you know, is, is more powerful than just telling somebody that I can only hope 
I can only hope that they'll they'll follow in some sort of footsteps. It doesn't have to be magic. It just has to be positivity and love. That that's all. That's all I'm asking my kids to do is just be compassionate human beings, especially when the world really needs it. You know, exactly. I get it. I get it. People, you know, people, negativity drives the world these days. But it doesn't have to be like that. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. So yeah, I, I hope. I hope. And I hope it's not just my kids. I hope people are just watching it uh, and saying, "Yeah, okay, I, I can see where this guy is coming from. Let me, let me see how I can do it." It's all about inspiring. Magic is about inspiring. Comedy is about inspiring. Just we're do, we're trying to do our job here to inspire mm -hmm. people to uh, just be positive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to touch on two notes here. First off, what you just said about your kids. There's actually, if you go back to uh, episode of BuddyCast, it's on July 8th. Okay. You'll find out the meaning behind BuddyCast because that's what we I'll, like. I'll check that out. The whole story about leaving a legacy. A lot of what I do on this show was inspired by the legacy that my grandfather left behind. For example, my grandfather, just a quick rundown. My grandfather was the one who at, went to a party. Could be a big name at the party. You know, it could be his own party. It could be like his birthday party. It could be like his surprise birthday party. And he would have gone and sat with the one person who was sitting by themselves because they were kind of like maybe the outcast, like maybe people knew them, but like, you know, they were just like the neighbor who just got invited last minute or something. And he would make them feel as special as if though they were, if this was their party, you know, like that is a lot of what buddy cast is about. Just speaking to those people, making you feel like, like I told you, you know, we've had Sinbad on the show. We've had, you know, the soup Nazi, but at the same time, talking with you guys is just as much as an honor. Talking with the neighbor who, you know, teaches music lessons, stuff like that. It's everyone on this show is on the same platform. There's no hierarchy. There's no yeah. like just, you know, Absolutely. and I told, that to I told that to Sinbad. I said, as much as I'm happy to and honored that you are on my show, you know, next week I've got the local school teacher coming on board yeah. and I'm just as excited. And he looked at me dead in the face and said, you should be. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is something on another topic here that I wanted to ask. I asked this to all performers that come on the show. I think I asked this to you, Chris, one time, but do you have like a funny story from performing that sticks out to you all the time that you just look back at and just laugh? Like, like you'll never forget yeah. that moment. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, so we just talked about the positivity of kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 a couple of years ago, I did a, a show for uh, children, uh, foster children. They, they closed down the Chuck E. Cheese, our local Chuck E. Cheese, and kids were running crazy throughout the Chuck E. Cheese, and I was walking out doing magic. So I, I just finished doing a uh, coin trick where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it for everybody. I... I ditched it in my pocket. So there was this kid that uh, he was maybe about 12 years old, somewhere around there. And he was like, it's in your pocket. And I'm like, oh, I know it's not. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, in your, it's in your pocket. I saw you put it in your pocket. And I'm like, oh, no, okay. You know, and he was like, he started to grab for my pocket. Like, let me show you. And I'm like, oh, no, that's, you know, I don't want to go to jail tonight. So, uh, <laughs> so he was like, uh, it's in your pocket. And I'm like, oh, you know, so I, I try I try to exit as soon as I can. But he was like, you know what? He looked me straight in the eye and he says, I'm going to expose you tonight. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, what are you supposed to say about that? I, there's nothing I can say. So I had to be really calculated. I said, uh, well, that's not going to be fun. And he looked me in the eye and said, it's going to be fun for me. This 12-year-old is... Oh, I wanted to spank that kid, but there's no win situation. Like, cover you, little sh You know, there, there's no winning in that. There's none. So, so what I ended up doing, because in kids' magic, what I learned from some of the masters in kids' magic, you just got to ignore them. Because kids could be, kids could be a-holes. You just got to ignore them. So what I ended up doing, his friends wanted to see magic, and then I kept them behind me. So every time he would turn to see the magic, I would like, oh, pick a card. And I would just turn my back. So his ba my back, it was very passive aggressive, but hey, it got the job done. Mm -hmm. Right. 
great story, man. Mm. You know, I, I, okay, so I mean, I have to ask now. I mean, you you definitely have quite the experience, Jonathan. I mean, we've had conversations off off to the side about magic, and so. I know that we all have our origins. We start as beginners in the magic journey. At what point did you start realizing that, you know, this was going to be part of your life? Magic was going to be part of your life. And, and what I mean is, is when did you start realizing that, you, you know, you had this skill or technique and you could take it to a different level than where you were as a young Jonathan, you know? So I, I guess I'm looking for like an 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 answer or a response to describe what took it to the next level for you as far as your magical journey my reasoning you know we talked about this earlier is my reason why i was doing magic because in the beginning i was doing magic uh because of me I, you know i was a shy asian kid in school uh you know i i was i didn't talk to anybody i was shy and magic kind of help me through that process of being a little bit more, you know, uh, just people friendly. Uh, but uh, it was mostly for me at the younger age. It was for selfish reasons. I wanted to be cool. I want to be the part of the cool crowd, which I'm still not, which is unfortunate, but I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, but once I started doing magic for uh, like the nonprofit organizations and for just the, the charities in general, then I found something that just this is what it's for that i found my reason why i i i should be doing this not mm -hmm. because of me not because uh comedy magic being a musician those are all gifts that we're giving to our audiences that we're giving to people and that is that 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 is not original uh my mentor uh, Aaron Fisher, he told me one of the most important things uh, that changed my magic is to love your audience. There was a magician, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm blanking out right now, that uh, that he, uh, before he got on stage, he would close his eyes. And if you know this magician's name, please let me know. I, It's, it's escaping my mind now. Uh, do you know, Chris? But he would he would close his eyes and he would picture the audience and he would go down the line to each of the audience member and, and Tell them, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he would tell, he would go through the whole entire crowd, letting them know that he loves each and every one of them. Now you have a reason to do your best to share your magic. It's not you're not going through the the motions. You're you're doing this out of love. It's corny, but it's it's the truth. <laughs> These are gifts that you're giving to people. This is love that you're giving to people. Treat, treat it like that, and I promise you, I promise you 100%, that will transform your magic, your comedy, your, whatever you're sharing out there. If you're a storyteller, that will transform it because people can see it. People can feel it. They could feel the love, and I promise you that. Well said. Well said. Hey, well said. That actually translates into a lot of what I'm going to ask you next. You know, you spoke about giving, you spoke about love, you spoke about it's for other people. One thing I always ask on this show is if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be? Ooh, that's tough. That's <laughs> a, there, there's a lot of worthy charities out there. Um, you know, uh, I, I, recently did a show for uh that had the uh i, I put together a, a cast of young magicians and we did this for uh, uh the amazing thatcher uh he has uh he has a terminal illness and we did it for saint jude hospital and uh, because i asked the parents like which which charity would you you could donate it to any charity you'd like i know uh times are hard right now you can even if you need to use it, use that money. I don't care where it goes. But they said that St. Jude Hospital was uh, so helpful in just helping them with their child and just life in general. They were just any charity like that, any nonprofit organization like that deserves that. Because let's be honest, so, some there's a lot of dishonest people out there, but there mm -hmm. are there are a lot of great charities and organizations that 
do it for the right reasons. You know, they're trying to help uh, just a various, various situations. So that's, that's really, but if I had to choose one St. Jude's, but there's many, there's many that, uh, that deserve, deserve, yeah, their donation. Right. Most mm -hmm. definitely. Chris, do you have any more questions for Jonathan or should we go to the ultimate buddy cast buddy question? Well, you know, I, I just want to say I, I'm, I'm truly inspired by your words, Jonathan. And, you know, you. I am so pleasure. You know, it's such a pleasure just to watch you perform. And I do have to ask, is there anything else that you want to show the audience? I mean, as far as magic. Let, let, you know, let's do it. I have, I have one be, more. I, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, Chris, but you haven't seen it yet. You know, magic to me is about connecting with my audience. We spoke about that throughout the show. Uh, we're going to try to connect with uh, our our hosts. So, gentlemen, come back. We need we need you here. Uh, we're going to use a. Uh, it's not all about me. And now I don't feel so lonely. So I'm good. Uh, here I have a prediction. And. <laughs> We're going to use, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple important questions and we're going to see if we can connect here. Gentlemen, <laughs> red or black? Go ahead, Nick. I'm going with red. Red. Yeah. Interesting. Hearts or diamonds this time? Hearts or diamonds? Gotta How go. about oh. hearts? You said hearts, Nick? Okay, let's go with hearts. Hearts? Yeah, hearts. Absolutely. It, it's fitting. It's only fitting to choose hearts. Uh, since Nick is making all the important decisions and Chris is taking a back seat, uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, high or low? High or low? What do you want to use? High or low? Go big or go home. I go high. High. All right. Seven, eight, nine, ten, jack, queen, king, ace. Which one do you want to use? I'm going to queen. Did you say ace? Hmm. I said queen, but ace can do as well. Did you say, you said ace? These, these things. Okay, I was just trying to make it easier on me. You didn't yeah. say ace. Uh, it's your show, Nick. Whatever. No. Uh, you, said, you said the uh, queen of... Hearts. 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 Gentlemen, I want you to watch. Oh boy. No way. <laughs> oh boy, man. That oh, is the queen. <laughs> Gentlemen. Yes. Connection. Bravo. Wow. Connection. Yeah. And the Bravo, man. Jonathan, you, you always surprise me with your magic. It, it's such a privilege to to always watch you, gentlemen. And you know, I'm I'm completely inspired by your magic, Jonathan. I don't know about you, you gentlemen. Nate, but... <laughs> yeah, you guys are my you guys are my magicians. You guys are the people that I'm calling one day for a birthday party or something. You know. Uh, you let yeah. me know. I'll I'll definitely fly over there. Hey, a fun fact before we leave. Um, mm -hmm. I. I, I'm I'm wearing shorts here. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. That, is, that is amazing. That's called laziness. Oh boy. I'm one of those people that will like dress from the top down at like a business meeting or something, you know, like oh absolutely. Hey, you know it's, you know, it's like, uh, hey, how's it going? You know, a funny you know, thing happened, Jonathan, the other day. I was on the show with uh, Nick um doing Magic Meets comedy and a uh, comedian, I forgot his name. He wore green pants, so when he stood up on the chair, he he was half body. So yes. that was hilarious. And I I, I go, that's something. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, that's magical in its own way. 
It's magic. But the shorts is always good too, Jonathan. The shorts are hey, always good. Hey, you know, they the, they need to breathe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I they need to breathe. Hey, they do. They do. It gets you know. Hey. I think you have a question, Nick, that you always hey. ask. This is what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Are you ready for this, Jonathan? Let's do it. Let's do what it. What is your advice to anyone out there who's either practicing magic right now, someone like Chris who's doing magic, or wants to be a magician? Ooh. We, we said it before, and I'm going to keep this very consistent. It's, it's really easy. It's just to love your audience. Do it for the right reasons. Just love your audience. Care about your audience. And that little thing, that, that, will, that is better than any slight that you can learn. If you, if you have a reason why you're sharing your, your magic, your comedy, your, you know, your, if you do instruments or whatever, if you have that reason, it'll, it'll, it'll transform whatever you're doing. I promise you that. I promise you. Just look. Positivity. That's it. Yes. I'm done. The best hey, advice, Jonathan. <laughs> best advice. Thank you, Jonathan, so much for sharing your heart and your, your uh, yes, it's been, a, it's been an honor having you both on this show. You know, I, you. I know Chris starts up his podcast. I know he wants you to be the first guy. So you yes, you get yeah. you know what? I will be in the audience waiting for that moment. So, Jonathan, oh, I, I, I got to put yes. you on the spot, man. I have to put you on the spot. So, everyone out there watching, I'm starting um, a, a, a somewhat of a show. It's a 15-minute pop-up show, and I would like to invite you as as my first guest on there. And you know, I hope you would honor me with that privilege. Both Nick, you're 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 officially uh, a brother from another mother. Chris, you know how I feel about you, bro. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Anything you need, both of you, anything that you need, you know I'll do it. Uh, please, Thank you, let me friend. know. Jonathan, I need that. Uh, official buddy. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna. You know, I need to mark that off my list here, buddy. Cast. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. It's, like I said, it's been an honor. Thank you so much, Chris. We're gonna talk soon, Nick. Yes. Keep on inspiring, dude. You're you're super inspiring. Just with. What you're doing, your your love that you exude, your positivity that you exude. I love mm -hmm. just just being with people like you guys. Just it's just yeah. Hopefully we inspired somebody today. Hopefully we inspired you. <laughs> Stop with those memes, people. Stop. <laughs> Jonathan Molo, everyone. <laughs> yes. Stick around for a few minutes afterwards. We'll chat. But for everyone here, these are my good buddies. Chris Heron, who did a fantastic job today co-hosting. Check out his podcast once he gets things running. And our great buddy, Jonathan Molo. Thank you both so much for being buddies here on BuddyCast. It was a true, it was a true great episode. And now I'm going to end with the way I always end all my shows. To everyone out there, to all my buddies out there, just remember one thing. Go be someone's buddy today. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast.